0: Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text in for this third Sunday in Lent from the Gospel of Luke, which was just read a few moments ago, and it'll serve as the basis for this morning's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as you were driving here this morning, what did you see? I'm sure that many of you have noticed a simple tree or two. And as you were driving here, I'm sure that you've also noticed that those trees along the road, they show no signs of life. You might even have noticed some big holes where trees once stood. More importantly, as you were driving along this morning, you might have encountered places where groves of trees have been cut down. All of this you see on one hand, but on the other hand, if you take a close look at your bulletin, you will see a fig tree, and it has leaves. But nowhere in there is there any fruits. seen this morning as you were driving in that you have experienced on your way and our look at the bulletin those two together gives us a clear crystal shots of what our gospel lesson is talking about this morning and that there are two ways in this world there is the way of eternal damnation And, of course, the other, which is eternal life. St. Augustine once wrote, Wherever we are, whatever we are, we are certainly not what we ought to be. Now, if you think about that for a moment, that's so true. We're not what we ought to be. Even St Paul confirms this in Romans the 7th chapter the 15th verse where he says for what I want to do I do not do but what I hate I always do. You see Jesus begins his parable this morning by saying a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyards and he tells us the parable. Jesus expects us to understand that God is the one with the vineyard, and that we are the fig tree in that vineyard. God planted us in that vineyard. St. Paul the Apostle also reminds us that we are also being planted together. That means in Christ's death and in His resurrection. Like gardeners everywhere, God plants with the expectation of a harvest. And according to the sixth verse of our text, we see here that Jesus tells us that he came seeking, looking for fruits, and found none. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8 tells us the fruit that God seeks is for one to acknowledge their own sinfulness. And he asks God for forgiveness. But here's the thing the point which St. Paul is getting at. But not everyone Or every plant bears fruits. And it's so true, isn't it? Just look around, and you see a bunch of empty holes. People used to sit in these seats. Seats that used to be occupied by someone whom God himself planted that person there. So we have to ask the question today, When did those holes appear? For some, it had been months. Others disappear a year or more or two or three ago. But now, how many of us have really noticed? The question I have is, did we fail these living trees, whom God himself planted in the likeness of Christ's death and resurrection, Did you and I ever offer them extra life-saving attention that they need to produce fruits? And did we ever dig around them, if you will, fertilizing their roots and adding water so that they may grow? Did we as a congregation give them everything they need to be full and thriving and fruit-bearing? But there is a story to be told here. A story is told of a little boy who planted an oak tree when he was very young. He planted it there at his home in the backyard. And once planted, he visited it every single day. He gave it special attention, and he watered it daily. Soon the leaves began to sprout and grow and to fill every branch. And the boy, he fertilized it, and he anchored it hoping that it would grow tall and straight. The little boy also cultivated the soil around it. He removed the rocks and cut away the dead branches. Sometime down the road, as years passed, the tree grew and became strong. And soon the tree produced acorns, which provided food for many. The big leaves have created a safe place for many to gather. The little boy was so proud that tree grew to be so strong. However, as time went on, the young boy grew up and became a young man. And he soon went away, off to college, as it were. Years later, he returned to his home, and he found that the tree that he had planted as a child was now dead. There were no acorns. The tree that he once planted was now gone. It was uprooted and blown over by the winds. The little boy began to weep. But through it all, the now young man couldn't believe his eyes. There, right in front of him, amongst all the debris, was a little remnant, a seedling that was growing. You see, that's how it is, isn't it? That is always our hope. It's our hope because as we see in today's text, the tree of Jesus' innocent death now bears fruits for life. That isn't all who believe in him. You see, here's the thing: you and I were planted in the soil of God's vineyard right here. In beautiful savior you and I were planted in the soil of God's vineyard which is his church we're planted in God's vineyard so that you and I might mature and grow and bear fruit in his kingdom unfortunately there are those who have become complacent some of us of whom God planted didn't bear fruits and they left the empty holes throughout the vineyard You know, just like those trees you see along the way. So the question I pose for all of us here today is simply this. What will God find here in a few years from today? When he comes looking for some fruit in our lives? Will God be pleased with us as trees in his vineyard? Will we bear fruit, the fruit of repentance? You see, God is on our side. He wants us to flourish and to bear fruits. He says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Therefore, my dear friends, Jesus intervenes and intercedes on our behalf. You see Christ's death right there on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, and his ascension into heaven. It gives us forgiveness, life and salvation. It gives us another opportunity to bear the fruit of our faith. Through the law, Jesus digs down to the root, and he exposes our sin. And through the gospel, he grants us forgiveness, blessings, life. You see, Jesus provides spiritual growth. And he enables us to grow and to bear the fruit of repentance. My dear friends, here's the thing. The fruit from Goggles' tree, it saves us. It is our call to go and to share our fruit to the world. You see, it is your obligation as well as mine to share the message of God's love and grace to all. It is our task by the power of the Holy Spirit, to plant new trees, to revive those trees that once stood among us. So what are you saying, Pastor? What is it that you want? I want you to call a friend, a family, a son, a daughter, a member that hasn't been here in a while. And I want you to say, come. Welcome back to God's house. Today and every day, God himself provides everything that we need to escape that burn pile. Jesus himself does every possible thing for his baptized believers can bear fruits and live. This is why we celebrate Passion Week, because Jesus gets his hands dirty He digs down beneath our topsoil, and He exposes the root of our sin. He makes us the old, dried-up tree, bear fruits, come to life. And that, my friends, is acceptable to God the Father. Jesus, our Savior, has made the way of escape from the sin and evil of this world, and by His glorious resurrection, has indeed opened to us the way of everlasting life. That is the message that I want you to share, to help your brother and sister, your friend, your family, your son, your daughter, bear the fruit that we are called to do. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. We will continue with our offering, and then we will sing hymn number, that's from the songbook, hymn number uh, 22, The Power of the Cross.